Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast. My name is Rosh. I am your host, and this is a solo show, which I do every other week. And the other weeks, I have guests on the show, experts, to share ideas with you to help you grow your YouTube channel. Now, of course, this week, I'll share a little bit of news as well as get into the topic of how to just kind of kick out, grow your YouTube channel with more videos. And yes, we have to have that quality versus quantity conversation, but there's some tricks and tips that I can share with you to help you increase the number of videos that you produce. And we'll talk about maybe how many you should create, because the fact is there are creators that can only create one video or two videos a month Due to production, there's a high production value to what they do, and it, it's not something you can just crank out. But for many of us, as we're just getting started, as we're trying to get into the different topics and find our voice, we just need to get some videos out there. We need to see what YouTube is saying about our work. Even if it's not fully where we want to go, we do need to start producing videos. So that's what I want to talk about but before we get into that, I want to share with you the guests we have coming up over the next number of weeks. The next one, which would be next week, is Daniel Bettel. He is a creator that he's a YouTube expert, a somebody who works with TubeBuddy as a consultant, as well as a educator in the YouTube community. And he took his channel from zero to about 20,000 subscribers in one year. And it's a great story, good conversation. He has some excellent insights into what you might want to consider while developing your own YouTube channel. And then we have, after that, Brian G. Johnson. He will be on the Tube Labs podcast in a couple of weeks after that. And yes, he has some really good insight. If you haven't been watching him lately, he is just about ready to tip 100,000 subscribers as a YouTube educator. And actually, by the time that we get this podcast out or his podcast out, he may have that 100,000 mark under his belt, waiting, waiting with glee for the uh, male person to bring the silver play button to his door. And I know he's excited about that. So that's what's coming up in the coming weeks. Let's talk about what's going on in YouTube. A couple weeks ago, YouTube took down some videos because of animal cruelty. And you know what? I totally support that. However, the videos were about fighting robots. And that scares me. Now, why does that scare me? Well, it's because YouTube has done this to creators. They've done it to me. They have taken down, they took down a video a couple years ago of me sitting on my porch on the 4th of July talking about business and what I'm going to do the rest of the year in business. There was no music in the background. There was nothing. It was just me on my front porch chatting away like I normally do. And it was taken down for some reason. And the problem is to me, there's nothing wrong with flagging videos, but I was also punished for it. I was not allowed to go live for a month until my appeals were addressed by human beings. And that is what scares me in situations like this when I hear this, how YouTube is, more than anything, not that they're taking action. Taking action is fine. 
It's when you let robots and algorithms do the punishment without human review. And so that's something I want you to be thinking about. And if you see something like that, in all sincerity, I think you should mention something to YouTube because that is wrong. It can be scary. We have to set some precedents, to be quite honest, as we move forward on YouTube or any platform. I can only imagine algorithms in the future offering up the punishment for real-life situations. Next, for those of you who use the direct message tool on YouTube, it is going away. I don't recall ever using it, and I don't believe many people really do. As I understand it, some kids are kind of bummed that this is going away, but honestly, not many people are really using the direct message feature on YouTube. They tend to use it on other platforms such as Twitter or Instagram or maybe Messenger on Facebook, but the YouTube option really isn't a big feature for many people. So it will be going away September 18th, and with that, you are now informed. Oh, and for those of you who need to know, PewDiePie has officially hit 100 million subscribers. So let's talk about creating videos quickly. Now, why might you want to do that? Hey, especially in the beginning, you know, we just need to get videos up to see what is working and what is not. What kind of audience responds to the topics, whether it's comedy, whether it's educational, it doesn't matter the topic. We do know we need to be focused, but sometimes in the beginning, we have a few ideas and we're not sure what the audiences out there will react to as it relates to you specifically. And the nice thing is in the beginning of YouTube, your first few videos, YouTube's gonna give you a chance. YouTube is going to show your videos to a few more people just to get some data, especially if it's a new channel. Now, I learned that little bit of information from Nico Kaminsky on the podcast he was on a few weeks ago with us here at Tube Labs. And I thought that was an interesting fact. So if you really are starting at the very beginning, open up a new channel and let YouTube help you out a little bit. But maybe you want to try two or three different types of videos to see what works best for you. Kicking out a number of videos in the beginning quickly can give you the information that you need to help guide you in the development of your YouTube channel. When I first started getting serious about my marketing channel, I decided to do a video a day for an entire year, which I had done. However, as some of you may recall, I had an even more brilliant idea at the beginning of the year, about six weeks into my new channel, I was going to start the next year, the full month of January, kicking off the year with 100 videos during that month. And of course, I wasn't taking into account that I was moving my studio and I had a week vacation during that time. No, no, no. But I was still going to get it done and I got it done. And I got a lot of videos out, obviously. Now, I want to share some of how I went about this. Now, this doesn't mean I did it all correctly, nor does it mean it was the best thing that I should have done. I did it because I wanted a lot of data. Those 100 videos were going to show me what people wanted to see from me and what people did not want to see from me. And some of those videos did catch on and other ones got nowhere. 
With that said, I did learn how to create videos quickly. Now the key to creating videos quickly is organization, definitely organization. Today, I would highly recommend that you do your keyword research and topic research. And I'm gonna talk about some places in which you can find some interesting topics that I think will help you out because doing what works and improving on what works can be a road to success. But what I like to do is go through, whether you're using TubeBuddy or vidIQ or MorningFame, do my keyword research and find the topics that I think will play well on my channel. And from there, I may develop some thumbnail concepts. Sometimes I wait till later, quite often I wait till later, but I'll have some concepts in terms of how I want to develop my storyline within the video. How do I wanna go about the video? And what I would recommend is that you outline your videos, if nothing else. Now, some people like to create scripts and that is fine. I prefer bullet points, but not just bullet points. Kind of a, this is the beginning part. This is where I share a story. This is where I talk about subscribing and hitting the bell icon, the different points along the way. And that gives me a continuous routine to follow in the process of creating a video. Now, I like to create videos in order of how I'm going to present them in the actual finished product. Now, some people create different parts at different times and put it all together, kind of creating a documentary or movie. Not all the elements are sequenced in order as you create the, the video. But when you're doing your own videos, I highly recommend you do that. And I will even keep the video recorder running, whether it's a phone or my camera, whatever it is, I'll keep it running all the way through the end. And now some cameras will break up the files into multiple files and that's fine. I can put them all in the editor and go through in order and just edit out the sections that I don't want. So when I have a topic, I'll start off with the intro, for example, and I will do it two or three, four, sometimes 20 times until I am happy with that introduction that I think will pull people in. And I do have a transition element, my logo. That's not right for everyone. Sometimes people put it in the beginning. Some people take it all the way out to help improve retention of their videos. For me, it doesn't hurt my retention. So I continue to use those transitions and that's fine for me, but you have to test it for you. And then I'll go into the first section of the introduction and I may do that a few times and then the different parts of the video, but in order. And that way I can edit the video in order quickly, just take out the stuff I don't want, put it together and then run through. I'll take a look at the raw finished product. What I mean by the raw finished product? Well, if I just edit and leave all of the elements, that means I don't have anything else there. It's just the raw video of me talking or the scene that I'm photographing without music, without transitions, without overlays or anything else. It's just straight up video that I created and it's edited in the form that I want it 
but I want to improve the retention in many different ways. I want to make it smoother and sometimes putting in transitions really does help to make a video seem a lot more maybe higher production than just doing a bunch of jump cuts. Jump cuts are when you actually cut the video and go to the next element without any transition or segue of any sort. It's just a person talking and then there are cuts all the way through the time in which they're talking. And it's sometimes can be a little jarring, but it keeps people's attention. So if done right, jump cuts are pretty common on YouTube. And I've done many videos with jump cuts and I've done many videos with transitions. And it just depends on the video and the style of video that you are creating. It's common to have elements that you use over and over again, and quite often there's a place to store them within the editor that you are using. For example, you may have a GIF that you put in there or some sort of animation suggesting that people should subscribe to you. Well, you'll keep that in there so you can use it over and over again. Again, maybe there's transitions that you use often that are part of your branding, and you'll keep that in there. And you'll have all of these things, including an end screen that shows people to click on the next video. Whatever it may be, you have these elements there and then you can pull them in. Now you may have specific music that you use regularly, or maybe you have fresh music every single time, that's fine. But once you've laid out that original portion and have added those elements that you include in every video, you can now start looking at some creative ways to enhance the video. If you do it right, for example, it's not that uncommon for me to record for a half hour, then take the disc and go to my computer and download the files to the desktop and pull it into my editor. And quite often, I use iMovie. I also use After Effects for certain types of effects, but I like to use iMovie. It's a very simple, easy to use, editor and I highly recommend you use the editors that you're most comfortable with. Now I do have Premiere Pro, I have the entire Adobe suite, but I like to use this very simple basic editor that allows me to do a lot of interesting things. I sometimes push the limits with it, but I have been okay. I've, I've tried to move up to Premiere Pro to try some other editing techniques, but you know what? I can do those things in After Effects and I'm pretty happy with the results and I just plop them into iMovie. So that's the way I go about that. But you're going to have your own workflow. And I think the key word here is workflow. Understanding your process. Remember at the beginning I said you need to be organized. Well, each time you go through the process of creating the video, you need to step back and think about how can I do that better next time? And maybe you need to improve the audio. Maybe you need to improve the composition of your videos or the exposure of your videos. Maybe you need to improve the editing process or the way in which you create your videos or outline them in the beginning. It doesn't matter. We're always refining and improving. Maybe you need to do a better job at finding topics to do your videos on. I'll tell you the one area that I always have trouble with. It's me telling stories. I like to tell stories. I know it's best if I tell stories, but what I usually end up doing is talking at the camera. Sometimes I feel like I'm yelling at the camera and I very 
well may be. Just talking at the camera like I am in front of a classroom. Now, I have taught many years at universities teaching photography and other various forms of media. And the thing is, I'm usually talking at people as an instructor, and I still have that in me. I just start teaching, kind of like maybe this podcast, rather than it being a story format. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were sharing stories, and the guest was just this just dramatic, awesome, amazing storyteller. And I was just at the edge of my seat over the basic story. I mean, these stories were not that amazing, but the way he told the stories just kept me glued into every single word. And I know I have to do that better. And over a thousand videos later, I'm still struggling with it. But I know that's what I have to do to take what I'm doing to the next level. What I'm saying is even after 5, 10, 50 videos or 100 videos, don't be down on yourself if you don't think you have it perfect. You don't. There is always something you can do better. Now, there's always somebody who has a skill that you don't. Maybe they're a lot funnier or they just have a just a dynamic presentation skill that you wish you had. Maybe they have editing skills that are years ahead of you. There's always going to be something somebody else has, but you have something. You have skills that maybe are untapped, have not been challenged yet, but you'll get there as long as you keep looking at your videos with a critical eye, looking at the data and see how far people get through your video before they start dropping off. That's so important. We talk a lot about this and we'll continue to talk a lot about this on this podcast. Our guests talk about this. Because these are the things you need to learn how to do in your editing. Start playing with different ways to keep people's attention. Maybe it's cutting or cropping the video just a little bit every few seconds, 5, 10 seconds, just to shift and move and wake up the brain of the viewer. But whatever you do, I highly recommend you set yourself up for success. I've been in the photography world for many years. I've worked a lot in video at all levels. And the photography assignments, the video shoots that go the best are the ones that had the most organization in the very beginning. You don't want to run a big production by the seat of your pants. You want everything laid out for you. Everything, all the elements in your editor for your video. So that's why I recommend in the beginning, don't plan out or create a complex video. Start off with something very basic. If you want to entertain, entertain with a video for two, three minutes and upload it. If you want to tell a story, tell a story, upload it and see how it goes. If you want to educate, educate, find a great topic, develop your theme. If you just want to react to something, then react to something and put that up. Do animations, whatever it may be, but do it, but don't make it highly complex. Add those other elements over time. Put them into place. So all of the elements that I have in my editor were not there when I officially started. I had to add many of those, and they've changed. Now, I do the exact same thing for my thumbnails. I actually have a Photoshop PSD file 
with layers and layers of stuff ready to go that I turn on and off and that creates a thumbnail for me at a pretty fast pace. So I don't have to start from scratch. And that's what I'm trying to say. You don't wanna to have to start from scratch with every single video. You wanna have it all laid out before you start. And when you're just starting your video series, you don't have as many elements. You don't know everything you need to know. So keep it very simple. And again, it may just be the first video is totally raw two minutes start to finish with no edits and then in your next video add a couple edits in your next video maybe add an end card and the video after that add some overlays or some animation gradually build your catalog of techniques and styles one at a time if you try to do everything all at once and try to create a higher production video your very first try, you'll probably get overwhelmed. You may have a vision of where you want to go, but i rather you just pull out your phone and create a video and upload it to YouTube to start off than trying to get it perfect the first time. Maybe you have a big vision, but maybe you can create little videos to help support you and help you learn along the way to create that big vision. But you have to start because if you are overwhelmed early on because you have to learn too many things, too many editing techniques, too many thumbnail styles, too many graphics or after effects that you need to create, all these things are separate skills. If you need to figure all the skills out, especially just starting to figure out how to use the camera and get good video and good audio in the very beginning, if you're even at that basic level, well then don't put so much pressure on yourself. Start off with the mindset that you're going to be organized and you're gonna build out from there. The fact is, if you want to crank out a lot of videos, you must be organized and have a system and processes down. We talk about the combination code and the combination code, there's actually a code 7531 and the three are processes. And I'll talk about the others through the various podcasts coming up. I just give you a little piece here and there. And I actually talk about it on my other podcast. You can go rosh.video and I have a ton of videos on that YouTube channel about these topics. However, the three is processes and continuously improving various processes. And I say start with three. And you can do that with your video. Start working on three processes. Maybe it is the filming process. Maybe you work on the editing process. And maybe the other process is optimizing for search. Or maybe a process is finding topics. Maybe there's a process for creating after effects. I mean, there are many processes in this one big process that we call creating a video. But again, that's why I say keep it simple and start uploading so you can start learning. But here's the thing. In the beginning, I say start adding a lot of videos to your channel. Get learning. Don't worry what YouTube thinks or the audience thinks. Pay attention to what YouTube thinks and what the audience thinks, and chances are YouTube is thinking, 
what the audience is thinking. The audience likes something, YouTube tends to serve them more. So you should start off with a lot in the beginning, then over time, if you want to increase the production, you can do so. Maybe in the first few months, you create a video every day. That's fine, or every other day. That's fine too. But after three months and you start to get your sea legs and you start to understand the types of videos you want to create, I would recommend that you create a regular schedule. A schedule that is more realistic for the types of videos that you want to create. Now maybe that will happen after the first week or the first month. That is up to you and your channel and the information and feedback that you get from the work that you're doing. Because ultimately you do want the highest quality video that you can create. And if you get to a point where it really is a struggle to create videos at the pace that you started off with, then slow it down. This is actually the opposite advice of what I usually recommend to people when they start to get involved in channel building, social media channel building, such as Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. They get all excited and they say, I'm gonna post five times a day. And I'll say, well, why don't you start with one and build up? Now, I might have the same reaction if somebody says, well, I wanna post five times a day to YouTube. Well, I would say start with one and work your way up. But in the beginning, you really do need to find your voice, find out what's working, what's not, and you have so much to learn. So if you can put up a video every day or every couple days in the beginning, that'll be good. But once you have a good feeling about what's happening, even if you have more to learn, which you do, you can schedule your videos from that point, maybe three times a week, and stick to that schedule. And then if you feel like, wow, you have the bandwidth to do four, then do so. Quality is going to win in the end. So the answer is the highest quality that you can create is often as you can create it. And I think that's true for the most part in any social media. I often say more is better to the point in which quality starts to drop off. And for the most part, I think that's relatively true with YouTube. But with YouTube, there is so much more to learn if you don't already have the skills as it compares to writing a few paragraphs or posting an image to Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram or LinkedIn. These platforms are much easier to create content. Now, if you're writing, obviously you have to be a good writer and learning how to become a good writer is a process too. But video, I think, in many ways is much harder, especially on the technical side. And you do have a lot to learn. All right, so get organized out there and I'll talk to you next week on the Two Blabs podcast.